0: This is episode 100 of Parenting with the Focused Mindset. In this 100th episode, we're going to talk about having a mindset that helps us move. Fear can get the best of us and we can begin to feel terrified about moving forward. We can begin to feel terrified about the steps forward that our children make because we don't know what's on the other side. But in this episode, we're going to talk about switching that up and to begin to be terrified about the thought of some of those things not happening in their life, the things that our kids are always meant to do. What if they don't achieve that? Well, it's time for us to adjust our mindset to help them be the very best version of themselves. So let's get started. Welcome to Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I'm your host, Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. I know that raising kids is quite the journey and doesn't always turn out as we planned. Here, we talk about the solution-focused approach. We learn how to celebrate when things are going well and how to deal with the many challenges that families face. Don't forget to hit subscribe, download, follow, so you don't miss any of the family-oriented, solution-focused content that I put out for you right here each and every week. Listening to this podcast will help you be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so glad that you are here. And I am excited about it being my 100th episode. 100 is a pretty big deal. I remember when I was listening to my sister's podcast, and they hit 100 sometime right before the pandemic. And um, her The podcast she was doing with a friend of hers was called LA Chicks. And after the pandemic, it just wasn't, they weren't able to get together for so long. But I remember listening to their 100th episode and thinking, wow, it was just when I was in the planning phase of this one and thinking, wow, I wonder, I wonder what it would feel like to be doing my 100th episode. And this is how it feels. And I have to tell you guys, it feels amazing. It feels amazing because I know myself, the work that it took and the journey that it was and the, all of the mental obstacles and commitment issues and all the things that, uh, that I've had to endure and continue forward to be able to continue to put this podcast out for you. And then it feels amazing to think about all the emails and the people that I've been able to talk to and meet directly because of the steps forward that I took. I'd love for you to take a minute to reflect upon the things in your life, the times in your life where you accomplished something that you really didn't think was possible. And the way that that feels is something that you want to replicate in your life. You can't replicate it unless you're willing to get out of your comfort zone. And that's a really tough thing to do sometimes. I'm going to talk a little bit in this episode about my daughter and her boyfriend. Hope it doesn't embarrass her too much. And I'm also going to talk about some of the things that I've learned and just how it's affected my life and how it's affected the person that I am today in the hopes that you can begin to see a vision for your life moving into the next season. If you're listening to this in real time, we're getting ready to enter a brand new year. And you hear so much about, oh, the next year, make it the best that it can be and all these motivational statements that people say. And the truth is we learned some pretty big lessons in the last couple of years that a lot of the future is not in our hands. A lot of things are not in our control at all. The one thing that I've always held close to is a thing that I am able to control is the very next action that I take. I've been given the privilege of being able to make that choice. I can choose to do something that is in line with my values, in line with my beliefs, in line with the person I want to be, or not. And that is what motivates me to take a step forward in an unpredictable world, in a, the place that we live where no, we need to know that we're not 100% in control, nor should we expect to do that. It's just an... That's an unrealistic view. You know, we're not walking around on this earth with the ultimate control that we can do anything. But on the other hand, optimism is important. And when we have something, a seed planted in our life that is meant to bloom and grow into a beautiful plant and then prune down and grow again and um, have wonderful flowers and bear fruit at the end of that the only way that happens is by stepping forward. Recently on my Instagram, I had to post, as a matter of fact, I'm going to post it right after I record this. I had to post a quote that I saw by Walt Disney. And it is, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Quit talking about it, begin doing. I and mean, what if Walt Disney would have spent all of his life doing talking about this park that might happen and the dreams that he might have and the things that could happen. And he didn't finally take the steps to find out if he could buy land and if he could take the steps to start Disneyland. You know, Walt Disney is probably one of the most well-recognized names in the world. And what does he say? The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Yep, that's what we need to do. We need to be able to take all of our talk, 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 or all of our self-talk even that we haven't said out loud at all and begin to put some action to it. Now, you might say that's easy for you. You've been practicing that for a long, long time. And as so, that is true. I will give you that. It is, it has become a little bit easier for me, but not because it comes natural, but because it's been practiced. It's been practiced over and over again. And I was talking to my daughter Cherish about this the other day. And she was talking about how she was recognizing the things that I've, I've done in my life. And, um, and she's like, you know, I don't know. You just keep going forward and keep doing things. And you've actually accomplished a lot. And it felt really nice for her to be pondering that when she's just kind of beginning her adult life. But again, I began to think about how that's not an easy thing to do. It's hard, and in some cases, it can be quite paralyzing to move forward with something that you feel might be a good thing. But then, what creeps into your mind? All of the things that are uh, are are could go wrong. You know, let's just get. It's like, oh, but this could go wrong, and that could go wrong, and what if that happens? And maybe this is a sign that it shouldn't happen, and we don't realize that we become paralyzed. We become paralyzed by fear. Fear that was never meant to be in our life. Fear that is only meant to drag us down. And that kind of fear... We need to be able to learn to recognize it's never too late to begin to recognize that kind of fear in your life. And I honestly believe that a lot of parents hold on to that kind of fear and they hold it as a badge of honor. They're like, oh, well, I'm protecting everybody and I'm protecting them from things that could go wrong and we need to be able to stay in this nice little comfort zone because there's a lot of bad things that could happen in this world. Now, there are a lot of bad things that could happen in this world. There's also a lot of beautiful, amazing, wonderful things that happen in this world. And if we are looking at the fear in such a large huge way in our life, we can't see through. It's like a big black cloud. Um, right now I'm looking out my window my in my bedroom where I'm recording this. And I'm looking at a huge cloudy sky because here in California, we're going to have, I don't know, a few days. They threaten us with a whole week, but barely ever do we have an entire week worth of rain over here, but a few days of rain and storms and it's just began. So I'm looking out at a rainy, cloudy sky and the entire sky is covered with dark rain clouds. There's no way that I mean, I know that there's a blue sky on the other end of that. And the other side, there's a beautiful, um, a beautiful sky that I usually look at when I'm podcasting. I can't see it right now. I can't see a single bit of it. And what, what happens to many of us is that we're sitting around looking at the clouds, the dark storm clouds, and we completely forget about the blue skies that are on the other side, both of which are a perfect part of our world, of our space, of our universe, whatever it is. But we can't see it. Why do I say that this is so difficult for parents? Well, sometimes you might be a parent uh, that ha- went through a lot of struggles when you were uh, when you were growing up. Maybe you fell into a lot of pitfalls that you wish you wouldn't have, your life was harder than it should be. Uh, I have a family that I'm aware of where the father, and I, oh my goodness, this family, they're, they're the greatest family to be around. I learned so much from them. But I recognize in the father that he had a very rough time when his children were, when he, excuse me, was in junior high. He talks openly about how that's when he began smoking cigarettes which led to other drugs which led to behaviors that hurt him in his life and it took him clearly a long time to work out of that. Well, I notice in his parenting that that has creeped into his parenting quite a bit and he's uh, very deliberate about making sure and putting a lot of boundaries around his children's junior high years. And I realize that that correlation happens. It can be for the good, but I'm going to offer up to you the notion that it can also be used for the bad in our child's life at times. At times, we inadvertently, completely on accident, hold back our children from experiencing everything that they were meant to have in their life all of the many gifts that they were meant to have, all the experiences they're meant to treasure because we are comparing it to our own situation. We're comparing it to what would happen if we were in that situation possibly or a past memory that we have of our own life. But when we ponder that we raised, you're raising your child differently than the way that you were raised with a different set of values and morals and beliefs. And and what that does is that creates a child that has a different level of resiliency, a different level of, um, oh gosh, just inner strength even. Strength in God. Uh, many kids can have this amazing inner strength because of the values that have been put within them. And then parents are uh, in their own head about, oh, this could go wrong and I still need to protect them so very, very much. And they don't recognize that, you know what? Your hard work is about to pay off because your child is ready to bloom. They're, they are going to, they're, they're going to bloom into the the beautiful flower that they were meant to be. If you look at it with that tree analogy of growing and growing, and they're going to be able to do that maybe even younger than you expected with less, hardships than you anticipate. And you just need to believe in them. That's all you need to do. When they're two, three, uh, you got to protect them from running out in the street. You got to protect them from uh, strangers and so many things that we have built into us as adults to protect our children from. But what's not really taught to us is the slow release that we need to have as our child gets closer and closer and then enters into adult life because they were always a, a gift for a time never meant to be um something that we hold on to tightly forever if we hold on tightly to them tightly to them forever it actually puts strain on the relationship do you know a family that uh Mm, they might put a smile on their face when their parents are around. But as soon as their parents leave, uh, the adults are saying, oh, my goodness, if they would just let us do our thing. This is our life, not theirs. There's been dissension that's brewing. And the parent that's been overbearing, let's say these are two adults, you know, and they, they're, they've been a bit overbearing in their child's life. Um, I wonder sometimes if it's just simply that they're stuck looking at their child through the same lens that they looked at them with when they were kids when they were two three it just never snapped out of it because you love your kids so much and in a sense you always look at them as that person that needs to be protected and ultimately you are not meant to always play the role of the protector Our role as a parent moves um, constantly, really, even when they're two and three. We need to look for those moments that we're letting them completely explore. Find uh, safe boundaries around them and then say, explore. Do this. Find out and then come back to me and let's talk about it. And then go out and explore some more. Maybe you're going to fall down. Maybe you're going to get hurt. But you know what? I have faith in you 100% that you have the skills of getting through the challenges that I know that you will face. You have to think about that as you, as your child walks out. It might be into preschool or it might be uh, that into, you know, elementary school, even they start a new sport, they meet new friends, they start a new adventure later on in life, um, they, you know, begin, Uh, their first job, their college experience, these type of things. In order to be in a place where we're not just talking, it's time to do, right? We also need to consider our mindset. Our mindset needs to be one of believing so deeply in the person that our child is that we're willing to open up our hand and let them do the things that they were always meant to do it takes faith it takes uh, it takes such a high level of trust in the person that they are and also in the person that they're becoming because it's so easy for us to see all the ways that they're not quite grown up they're not quite where they need to be they still need to learn this they're screwing up with this or that that's okay that's okay I would love to be standing beside my daughters as they fall rather than them not feeling comfortable enough to talk to me because I might uh, smash them down or just kind of like uh, be in a place of fear that doesn't help them at all. All right. So as I considered this quote, and I put it up on my Instagram from Walt Disney that we should do and not just talk about it. Uh, It wasn't just because of all these things I just ranted about, about how I feel like us as parents and people that are raising kids need to know when we need to uh, let our kids move forward and to be the person they're meant to be. It was because I needed to hear it for myself. And I recognized that in the last year, that was probably one of the biggest things that I learned. I learned that there's opportunities that come in front of me. And if I just talk about it or think about it, uh, I'm not doing what I was called to do. I mean, shame on me, right? And I thought, yeah, that's it. That's kind of, I guess you could say, one of the mantras. I'm not going to say it's the only thing I'm going to consider, but it's something I consider moving into this next year is, wait a minute, Cher, are you talking about it or are you doing it? If you're doing it, put your head down and, and just... Just do that. It comes up a lot in my writing because of, um, you know, I'm working full time, parenting, all of this type of stuff. And then I need to remind myself, if you have committed to write, then sit down and write. (laughs) You can't do it unless you actually put action to it. You have to put the action behind what you say. Um, That also comes up with the example that we're being. All right, because we are a living example of our children and everybody, not just our children, but the people around us that are placed in our life are watching the example that we are creating. And part of the example that you create when you're walking forward is you're saying, you know what, this is, it's okay. It's okay to take steps forward into the unknown. See, I've done this and it hasn't always gone perfectly but I keep doing it and then they see the progression in your life as you make those hard steps forward and decide to stop talking about it and just doing it and then you're an example to the people around you I mean that's a powerful thing to think about because I know that that's the reflection I had as I heard my daughter talking is she was talking about um actually how she went out with her boyfriend's um uh, parents, and she was talking with them. and <laughs> it was, you know, she's she's been thinking about, gosh, what would our conversation be? because I don't know these people a lot. And apparently, for one reason or another, uh, they were talking about the progression of some of the things that have happened in our life. and that's how we came upon the conversation. But I told her, I said, you know, the thing about it is that you have done that same thing. I said, I hope that you have the opportunity to share. That part, I mean, of course, it thrills me to think that I've been able to just by living my life and continuing to take steps forward, that that's been able to be observed and then um, looked at as a positive thing by my children. I think that's great. But then I had to turn around and and tell my daughter, you've done that. You know, she went to college and we talked about this as well. And if you're talking about my daughter, my daughter is a very spiritually grounded person from a very early age, and I have made the mistake many times of micromanaging her life like you cannot believe, because I was just growing, and I was, you know, it's your first child, and I had to keep being reminded, sometimes by myself, sometimes by watching her, sometimes by good friends in my life, that your daughter has a really strong character and she's going to be okay no matter what choice she makes. And there was never a time greater than that that I had to remember that than when she was preparing for college because it was so very, very important to her that she chose a college for her. Like I said, she's very spiritually grounded and she wanted to find a place where she could grow spiritually and also be challenged because she wanted to be around different types of people. And her and I had conversations about how important it was for her to uh, not only grow in her walk with the Lord, but also be able to share that with others. And we came across lots of different colleges. She got into several colleges that were Christian colleges, and then she got into one college, University of Nevada Reno. And we went and visited the colleges. And I remember the day that she sat in front of me and she said, I want to go to University of Nevada Reno. And the reason I do is because I could go to that Christian school and I could be around all the same types of people that I've always been around or I could go be around a whole bunch of different types of people and find a group of Christians there and maybe touch people's life and, and also get an education. It's the same, it's the same education either way, as far as what I'm going to do when I, you know, she's going to be education. And I looked at her and I thought, it. that's right, I did not have a single thought in my mind that she wasn't going to follow through with that. Does that mean that I had fear that I let go of all my fears? No, I was still very fearful to send my daughter many, many, many miles away to a different state and live on her own. Um, That was not an easy thing to do. No. But guess what? She started researching churches. I started going alongside her. She started finding the churches that were out there, that she'd be able to find a group of people that were like her. And then she went over there and began to um, began to minister, began to find the groups that believe like her. Before you know it, she became a leader. And she was telling me yesterday about how she was able to help many, many lost college students who had experienced trauma and hardship in their first year of college. And because she opened up and told them, hey, if you want to come to our Bible study, feel free. They knew they could come to her. She helped people to find their path, not only uh, because they were there at college getting an education, but they came out of their college experience um, understanding what it was like to begin a life that was grounded in uh, a walk with the Lord, just like my daughter has. And she came back from college, just a much stronger individual. Um, gosh, I just I, I unbelievably proud of the person that she was during her time there. But guess what? I was tempted to sabotage all of that. I was so tempted. I mean, there were so many times where I wanted, when my daughter was, you know, she's still living in my roof. I want to put my foot down, and say, "No, you're going to college right here in California, and you are going to go to that college right around the corner that um, I know is in line with all of the values that I've taught you." But something in me said, "This is this is going to make her." An even more amazing individual. It's it's gonna be okay, and I watched her go through ups and downs. But now she's back in our home, and as, as as I'm hearing slowly but surely that she shares the stories of the things that she did, man, I'm thankful, guys. I'm so grateful that um, that I leaned into what I have been practicing a lot in my life of leaning into allowing the unknown to uh, to happen as it will, instead of being so fearful that I try and stifle it, that I try to stop it, that I try to protect people from something that it was never meant to be. It wasn't my role. I'm not meant to protect. I'm in that case. I was meant to stand alongside her and support and be there for her and watch her uh, bloom. And then, you know, and then I can see it now because it's all said and done. If you are right in a place where there's a whole bunch of unknowns in front of you, I wonder if you could look at it in a state of saying, man, there's action that needs to happen here. How can I let go of the fear? That happens naturally in our life that we were given to, uh, given within us many times to protect our kid. The same thing that pops up when we would stop our kid from running into the street when they didn't know how to look both ways. Having a certain level of protective type fear is not bad, but has it gotten out of control in my life? Is it time for me to be the one that is supportive, 100% supportive, even? of the unknown. I think for some of you, that's what this next year is going to be all about. And I'm all about, I'm, I'm all about it. I'm, I'm applauding your, the little thing that's happening in your heart right now, that's pushing you towards saying, okay, all right, I'm going to let go of some of my unnecessary fear, some of my fear that is not coming from a place of, um, that I should be proud of. It's coming from a place of, Mm, I venture I even say the place that's stifling growth in my family and maybe it has for a while now and it's time to break the cycle. Your children are not going to fall into any of the exact same pitfalls that you did. They have their own pitfalls that they're going to fall into and the pitfalls that they fall into they have the ability to get through them. Believe in them a thousand percent. They have you. They have you. All right. They have a person that has cared about them and loved them. Don't make it so you become the person that is um, stifling their growth. Help them. You slow the slow release into freedom. Uh, Sometimes we need to get caught up and we need to let go (laughs) and let this thing happen. Um, I think about the fact that uh, it's terrifying. All right. It can be terrifying within us to let new things happen. But I want you to turn this around a little bit. How about you think, man, I am terrified of it not happening. I am terrified of the thought that what was meant to be will never happen because of a negative, uh, You know, word of advice that is actually just coming out of fear. Um, I could stop somebody. I could stop myself with my negative self talk from moving into a place that I was meant to be. I'm terrified of what might not happen if I don't move forward. No longer do I want to live my life. And this is something that I need to tell myself. I'm not terrified of the future. I'm terrified of the place in the future that I didn't walk forward and do my very best. You know, many people know that I've been working on my first book. I have actually a few manuscripts that I'm working on, but the one I'm working on now, I need to remind myself of that. I'm moving forward because what if I don't write this? What a tragedy. I'm I'm terrified of that future. That's not a future that I want to be in because I know I've been called to write this and therefore I will do it. Let's allow that fear to be switched up. Be fearful for what somebody might miss out on, an experience that they'll miss out on, a joy that they'll miss out on. Don't be the person that holds people back from what they were meant to be or don't miss out on being the person that they turn and say, Thank you. Thank you for walking alongside me. I'm terrified of not being that. I, holy moly, if I would have been the person that was like, uh, You're not going to that college, no matter what, she goes anyway. And she has all these amazing experiences. And then she comes back home. Um, And no, it's not going to come out of her mouth of saying, I'm so thankful that my mom stood beside me. Her memory is going to be one of saying, I did that anyway, even though my mom said that I couldn't. (laughs) No, no, no. That's a future that's more terrifying than me uh, standing in the gap where really I'm standing in the way of my child's future. And sometimes we stand in the way of our own future too. All right, we need to be aware that sometimes a bit, what looks like a big, huge, cloudy, stormy sky is just a, the state that the sky is in right now. It's not a sign that we should stop everything, hunker down and just put a blanket around us and stay where we're at. Sometimes stepping forward is exactly what we were meant to do. And it's going to take practice. It's going to take one thing after another, after another. And then uh, little dreams that were planted in our life, we can see as a reality. And then before you know it, we see something successful. And then we're like, okay, I can do this again. I was working out the other day with, you know, my, um, the person that I work out with the most, Karen is just a gem to me. And we were working out hard. We were lifting some weights. And she goes, come on, everybody. You need to replicate a pattern of success in your life. You've done it once. You need to do it again. You need to replicate that pattern. And it's going to be cemented in. And it just touched me. I was like, replicate a pattern of success. Could I do that? Could I, first of all, identify the things in my life that have been a pattern of success, the things that have worked. And then can I replicate that? Can I fine tune it? Can I uh, tweak it a little bit to make it even better and then replicate it again and again? You know, there's some things that you have done as a parent, as an adult that you can be proud of. Sometimes we're told to do something and we just don't give it enough time. I know that sometimes for our kids, we expect automatic results. We fall into the microwave society and someone says, you know what we really need to do is we're going to try a different technique. Let's say you went to a coach and they're helping you with your child, a parenting coach of some sort, Um, you know, like people come to me and when I'm able to coach them, when they have a coachable attitude and I'll say, you know what, what if you try um, a new A new way of handling things. How about if you try asking your child every single day of three things that they would like to accomplish and then asking them at the end of the day, what did they do towards meeting those things that they'd like to accomplish? Well, I found that in this example, a parent might do it for a few days and then they're like, well, that didn't change their behavior at all. They're still just as naughty and we're doing it to help them not be as naughty. You know what? Replicate that pattern of success. Without having an expectation on the other end, you're not tying an expectation. You're creating habits. You're creating habits that are meant to take time as they're refined. They're habits that create success. Um, I remember a long, long time ago, seems like ages ago, uh, before I had kids, <laughs> uh, I sat in my, uh, my church. And I looked at the people that were leading worship. And I thought, huh, I'm in my little high school choir. And I'm not one of the best ones. I'm just one of the average ones. I've always been kind of like the person in the middle, not the one that fully, fully stands out or is in the background. I'm just kind of in the middle there. But I wonder if I could lead worship one day up on that stage, what would that be like? And then a few weeks went by. So as I was moving into my adulthood. And I saw that they were having tryouts. And I was young. I was very, very young at that time. And I remember going to the auditions and singing and thinking, well, you know, uh, at least I did it. And I did like doing new things. But when they called me and they asked me if I'd lead worship at the Wednesday night and give it a shot, I just thought, how amazing. I was just so shocked that they would think of me. And how amazing is that? So I started going to practice and I started worshiping in on that worship team and harmonizing and learning how to use a microphone properly and how to listen to myself on a monitor. And then one day someone had to leave the worship team that was uh, in front of the church. And they said, you know, why don't you just come on a Sunday and try it out? And I thought, okay. I'm going to go for it. And it's funny. I remember, I'm just remembering right now, I didn't plan on telling you guys this story. This is definitely bonus, bonus material. I did not even plan this. So um, I remember that I had absolutely nothing to wear. I mean, I had nothing nice to wear. I don't know if you guys are are familiar with Harvest Christian Fellowship. It's a pretty chill church anyways, um, led by Greg Laurie out here in um, Riverside, California. And that's where, that's the church I went to. And you don't really wear fancy things to church. Okay. And, and more than that, though, I'm thinking, wait a minute, I'm going to be in front of the church. And I'm just a little high school graduate and I don't have anything nice. And at the time I was living with my stepmom and I literally raided her closet. I'm like, can I please look at your clothes? And she always had, you know, really cute outfits that she wore. She's a teacher. And I literally wore her clothes to the very first time that I stood on the stage and uh, led worship. And it led to eight, nine years of uh, being able to be in that ministry. And uh, the very, very first Harvest Crusades, I was able to be a part of and singing with so many amazing artists. And although that chapter of my life is long past, it is something that I treasure. I treasure those memories so much. Um, I, I just absolutely can't imagine what would have happened if I had someone tell me, which I probably did. You're not a good enough singer to go do that. Like, what are you thinking? Why are you auditioning? Wait a few years. Just wait. I mean, you have time. Just you barely graduated. No, that was the time. The time was right there. And there was a sign that was in front of me and my job was simply to walk forward and give it a shot. And one thing led to another before until I was able to have a period of life where I, um, gosh, I just, that's, it's something I really treasure. And I don't know what you, uh, what pops in your mind as far as a memory such as that. But like I said last week, we also have those opposite memories when we know deep in our heart that there was something that we were called to do that we chose not to do out of fear. And so this year on episode 100, when we have been through so much, I mean, my goodness, I have episodes I was looking back on when I was getting nostalgic all the way through the pandemic, talking about online learning and talking about taking care of ourselves and uh, how we were going to make through. I mean, I tried to kind of like touch on the things that I knew the families that I was working with are dealing with, even up to a few weeks ago, when we dealt a little bit about grief and loss, because I'm going into doing some grief and loss groups with, uh, with many, many, many students here in the next season that I'm preparing for. But week after week after week, I knew that, man, this is something that is going to be hard before it's e- it gets easier. And um, I just need to keep walking forward. And I feel extremely privileged and happy that I'm doing this 100th episode right here for you. Um, this particular episode is a lot of me, I guess, just saying what's on my heart. I don't think I'm going to do much editing. I just want you guys to hear it, you know, and I don't know if, if it seems a little rambly. Well, you know what? Listen to some others (laughs) and maybe that one will suit you better. But for this one, I hope as far as a solution focused activity that you can do, as you know, I'm a solution focused climate specialist. I kind of put that into everything I do. I wonder if you could sit down what I alluded to earlier and sit down in your life. First of all, and say, what are three things that I could do that is different, that a little bit scares me, but it's something that falls in line with my values that I haven't done? What is something that I need to add to my life moving forward? What is a, uh, a habit pattern that I need to begin so I can re- replicate patterns of success in my life, no matter what the result will be, forget it. Don't worry about it. Worry about what you can do today. That's the activity you can do. It's going to be different, but you know in your heart what you need to do. For some of you, yes, it is going to be hard. It's going to be scary. It's going to be terrifying. But when you feel that terrifying feeling that wants you to shrink back, I say, push it push back push forward with that and say if this is meant to be I'm going to have more faith than that and I am going to move forward I'm going to take a step forward one step forward. what is your next right choice that you need to make when you identify it then you need to do it it's not okay to think about it or talk about it it's okay to think about it, talk about it, and then do it. And then how can you replicate that in the life of someone that you love? Is it your child? Is it even another person that you need to help them to be able to move forward into the person that they need to be this year um, in the year to come? I know that there's a person in your life that's just waiting to be able to have, uh, the, see the smile on your face when you say, you know what, I'm here with you. And I want you to walk forward. You know, I recently, um, I recently had that experience happen. I'm going to quickly tell you about when I'm watching my daughter's boyfriend, Jensen. Uh, I think he's amazing. I hope that uh, (laughs) he doesn't get too embarrassed by mentions. I don't think he listens to my podcast, so it's all good, right? You guys won't tell him that I talked about him. Um, Jensen. Uh, is looking forward to being a pilot one day. That's a pretty big goal. That's a lofty goal, right? And I overheard a conversation that he had with my husband. And anyone that knows my husband, he's very quiet. He doesn't say much, few few words. And one of the first times that we were all talking and he was asking him, well, What are some of the things that you want to do? Um, they were actually talking about him doing some construction and some work that he loves, uh, that he wanted to do to be able to have a job. Um, and And he said, yeah, but one day I'd really like to be a pilot. And Richard says, well, why don't you do it? And he didn't really have a good answer. I mean, he kind of floundered around. And I just remember Richard said, you know, if you want to be a pilot, you really should do the things that you need to do to become a pilot. And it was kind of like there was a moment in the air, and I felt as though it was it was a big, powerful moment, but I wasn't really sure because it was a new conversation if Jensen was listening or what the deal was. Well, before you know it, um, my daughter said he had a p- epiphany in the car one day and he just felt very, very strongly that he needs to go for this and he really needs to push through any obstacle that he might be facing and make it happen. And I was just elated. I'm like, really? That's amazing. He can start doing research because I know that the time that we are given is short on this earth. And we need to, when we feel in our heart that there's something blooming, especially at that time in your life when you know the decisions that you make really does, a, he could be in construction his whole life and love it, but he'll always have that little thing where, wow, I wonder what it would have been like if I was a pilot. But if he acts on that right now, Before he, uh, you know, has a family and responsibilities and this and that and the other, you know what, he could be a pilot. And I was so excited about it. And now I'm in the process of watching him do these things that I've talked about. And maybe that's why I'm remembering some of the times when I was his age and, um, you know, doing the, the singing and that type of thing. Because I realize that if he keeps taking small steps forward towards that fire in his heart, I have no doubt in my mind that he is 100% capable, uh, no matter what the obstacles are, to reaching that goal. And he'll sit back with lessons learned and things and so much uh, experience, and he's going to be able to uh, then decide what, what is the next path for his life. Um, And I don't know, it's just, it it was just a moment, you know, where it was like, sometimes there's a divine intervention that we could easily pass by if we don't stop and recognize it and say, wait a minute, that was a moment I need to step into the person that I was meant to be, because that is in my heart for a reason. And so uh, as we move into, we have a couple weeks left before we actually enter into the new year. And next year, I'm um, preparing a little episode for you about um, solution-focused goal setting, um, which I think really is more who you're becoming, not really a a goal, if you will. Um, We're going to talk about that probably in January. Plus, I did some amazing interviews. I'm holding on to those recordings for January with some just stupendous mothers. And um, and it's going to be a great time for us to continue to grow together in 2022. But we have a couple weeks left. Thank you for being here with me on this 100th episode. Thank you for helping us during this short time that I've had a podcast move Uh, blow past uh, a goal that I had before the end of the year of 10,000 downloads. We're well past that now and I'm so excited about that. I'm thankful to you. I give you permission to share this episode or the show wherever you would like. I'd love to help it grow. It's really fun because um, I don't know exact uh, numbers, but I can log on to this little map that they give us with Lipson, and it shows um, more and more states and more and more countries that have listeners. And I know in Nigeria, I have some listeners. You guys, in Nigeria, if you're in Nigeria right now, I, I see you. I see you on the map. I'm thankful for you. I'm grateful for you. Australia has regularly been able to help me reach some charts over there. I see you over there. I hope to visit Australia one day. Um, New Zealand, I have some people I've even been able to talk to over there. Man, I would love to visit you guys one day as well. Thank you for you. Um, Ohio, I have Texas. um, One of the platforms that I'm most excited that I'm able to be on is Pray.com. If you guys haven't downloaded Pray.com onto your phone, you are missing out. You can listen to the Bible on it. You can listen to Bible stories. You can listen to all kinds of amazing pastors that have podcasts and spiritual leaders. And little old me is on there too. I have my podcast on Pray.com. Um, they should sponsor me because I'm just going to talk about it all the time. But it's completely unsponsored, except for the fact that you can find my podcast there if you'd like to. It's the it is the largest um, app for um, Christian with individuals uh, that have faith right now. It's it's the largest app that you that's out there. So uh, check out Pray.com. and when you do, go under the podcasts, and you'll see my podcast there. So, anyways, enough about all of that. It's time for us to get going. Uh, Christmas! Merry Christmas! Oh my goodness, I'm so excited for this time of year. It looks like it might be a rainy Christmas over here. Whatever you're doing, I hope you have an amazing time with your family. Joy, peace, happiness, and stepping into the future that you're meant to be with absolute brand new, a brand new, renewed focus that's rooted in peace happiness and joy so it's time for me to get going i think i might have to go wrap some gifts right and until next time keep in touch and take care